Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 382, where tonight we will be talking about that brand new Super Mario Brothers trailer, Super Mario Mothers movie trailer set to come out in 2023, as I do have some thoughts about it. And also, of course, this is connected to some comments that were made last night on Friday Night Tights because there is an, an active debate or discussion within the fellowship over how much box office this film is actually going to make. There were some who said last night, including Jeremy, who's a giant Nintendo nerd, uh, that he believes the film's going to make a billion dollars. And I honestly just cannot quite see how that is or could even be possible uh, unless the film were one of the greatest movies of all time, which based off of the trailer, I would say that this film is probably going to be up there as far as just entertaining movies are concerned. But does it look like greatest film or one of the greatest of all time? I don't see that. And, and with that, I think a billion is well beyond where this film is going to be able to end up. So we'll talk about that as well. Before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button. Lab that fire button. If you're watching over on Odyssey, smash the rumble button as we are live streaming on Rumble, Odyssey, DLive, YouTube, and once again on Locals. We should be on the correct Rumble platform tonight. We should be on the correct uh, Rumble channel. I was able to double-check this time and make sure, okay, I, I clicked the right box for Rumble, so we should be live on the OMB Reviews channel over there, but we are also live on Locals for anyone who wishes to watch over there and chat, but wherever you are, smash the like button if there is one, and of course, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention, and it helps me be able to make sure that things are going the way that they should. But let us go ahead and say hello to the good people in the chat. We got Slicer Neons in the chat. Hail to you. Uh, by the way, I was having some technical issues uh, earlier in the day with even non-YouTube-related stuff. Um, it was actually before going on to the Salty Nerd podcast stream. They do a Saturday stream. Shout out to the Salty Nerd crew. Uh, Matthew Kadish hosts it, and it's always a lot of fun. We talk Rings of Power. Today we did Rings of Power and or and She-Hulk. So we, we had a grand old time over there. If you have not seen that yet, if you're part of the Discord community, you can check it out in the live stream uh, channel over there, the live stream links channel. And it gives you a link to that. Of course, you can subscribe over to the Salt Nerd Podcast uh, YouTube channel as well. But it was so much fun. It was, it was great. But one of the issues that happened was I was uh, almost late to the stream because for some reason, I don't quite know why, but for some reason, the Brave browser which I've been using now for the better part of a year, just decided to stop working in certain respects. I kept trying to sign into my email to, to be able to access it to, to get the live stream link, and it kept telling me that, oh, you have to delete your cookies and clear your cookies, otherwise you, you can't access it. And I was like, okay, that's weird. So literally deleted all the cookies, did, went through that process, still didn't work. Came back to it later on, still hasn't worked. And so now I'm having to use the old Chrome browser, the old, old reliable, but I'd rather not be using the Chrome browser, as it were. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is uh, because of that. The you know, long story short, 
the uh, the pop-up chat right here. It might look a little bit different because I, before the stream, had to download the extension that allows me to do this with the YouTube chat, and I was not able to, to change any of the uh, colors or anything like that. So anyway, Slasher Neons, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here in the chat. We got Bryant Barth in the chat as well. I need Ty to say, I uh, love the Super Mario Brothers trailer. It seems to be geared towards kids. It seems as though Chris Pratt slips on a banana peel. He will get criticized. Although people want Charles Mammoth to voice Mario. Let's be real people. No Chris Pratt. And since uh, since the days of Robin Williams, uh, voice acting, the genie executives realized the voice, voice of celebrity voice to positive. Ne- okay, so Brian Barth, you have a lot to say there. But here's the thing. All right. The concept of celebrity in modern day society and culture is mostly dead. So I I actually will fight you on that one because if you're going to honestly try and tell me that the people who are going to watch this trailer, the vast majority of people who are going to watch this trailer, going out of their way to watch this, are, are going to be more excited because Chris Pratt is voicing Chris Pratt trying to be Mario but voicing Chris Pratt over someone who is an actual voice actor who sounds like the Mario of all of the games and all of the pop culture references? No, that, that, that's ludicrous. If, if we were talking a live action, you might have a point. But even then, if Chris Pratt was doing this voice even in live action, there would still be a bit of a problem with it. Um, but no, I think that's a very bad argument. It's an argument that's been brought up now a few times, but just because you have a specific actor in a property does not guarantee anything. Right, I think there are some people who think that, oh, Chris Pratt's in it. That means that it won't be woke. There's no guarantee of that. He's still, he's still a Hollywood actor. He is still a Hollywood actor. And so this is still a Hollywood product. And so that is not a guarantee of anything. And guess what? The voice that we have heard, which we have not heard much of, that, that's the only argument that anyone can really give in defense of the voice at this point, is that we haven't heard a lot of it. That is absolutely true. But I think it was even uh, last night on the stream we were playing back the French version of the trailer. Even the French dude, who is doing clearly French as his language, was able to do much more of a Mario voice than Chris Pratt. And I will tell you that b- between those two trailers, guess which one I would rather go back and rewatch? I would rather go back and rewatch the one that actually sounds like Mario and not just someone who sounds like Chris Pratt because he happens to be Chris Pratt. Again, that that is just... I just think it's such a bad argument because if you look to the vast amount of movies that have been coming out the last few years, especially, I think COVID has especially made this even more true. Hollywood stars do not sell tickets anymore. Now, I know that there's going to be people out there who are going to say, oh, Tom Cruise. Okay, the reason why Top Gun made as much money as it did and why it did well is not just because of Tom Cruise. It's because it was a good movie. It used practical effects in a pretty amazing way. It had all of the actors other than Tom Cruise actually inside of jets and ways of filmmaking that have never never been done before. And though we can absolutely give more credit to Tom Cruise as being one of the you know persons that really pushed for all of those things to happen and therefore can give him credit, people were not going to see the movie because they were like, oh, I want to see Tom Cruise in this movie. They were like, oh no, I want to go see a fun movie that Tom Cruise happens to be in. So even the one example that some people might try and use is is not a good example when you actually break down why people went to go see the film and why people enjoyed the movie. 
again, I will give all the credit in the world to Tom Cruise for for his role in bringing that movie about. Without Tom Cruise, that film would not exist. But why people went to go see it, why the box office numbers are as big as they are, that is not because of Tom Cruise. You can look at a lot of the films that he's done throughout his career. Again, most of the time his films do very well. This is the first time a film that he has done has made over a billion dollars. So if it were true that, oh no, he sells tickets, then why, haven't his, why hadn't his other films done that? It's because it's not just about the star. It's about having a good movie. It's about having all of these other it factors, right? So for anyone who is a Chris Pratt fan, and I'm not anti-Chris Pratt, I think that he is given way too much praise by a lot of people uh, within the community in general. I just, again, I just, that's my general sentiment. It's the same reason why, and again, I'll bring up this movie, even though... <laughs> People are probably tired of me mentioning it, but I think it's the same reason why so many people went to the defense of the Tomorrow War, right? People were like, oh, well, it's not woke. Not a good defense for a movie. Doesn't make a movie good. You know, all movies, good and bad, should should ideally not be woke. But let's just get away from that talking point. Let's just get away from that mindset because it's just a really bad one. It's just not a very good argument. So when it comes to the Super Mario Brothers trailer, there's a lot of good things to praise, but a completely valid criticism, and I'm glad that a lot of people have at least admitted that this is a, a good criticism and, and is is a valid one, is the fact that that is not Mario. Visually, it's stunning. Visually, it is absolutely Mario. But as soon as he starts speaking, you're like, no, that's Chris Pratt. Not, not doing anything other than being himself, which, which might work in another movie, like, you know, Detective Pikachu, for instance. What was great about that film? You had Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. But at the same time, what was the voice of Pikachu up until that point? The only thing we had about Pikachu up to that point for, for years and decades has just been Pikachu. So that is one movie and one iteration and one medium where you have a lot of room to be creative. This is a voice that everyone has always associated for many, many years now with an Italian accent. Some would even say a stereotypical Italian accent. Regardless of that, if you don't have that voice in there, you don't have Mario. You have a lot of people who are going to say, wait a minute, I like Chris Pratt, but that's not Mario. So you're going to have more people, I think, who are going to look to this trailer, and unless there's, again, if, if they show more of it, if they show more of him getting the characterizations down at other points in the movie, unless you have that, I think a lot of people are going to say, yeah, you know what, I think I'm going to sit out on this one, because guess what? Fuel costs a lot of money to get to the actual theater. The theater itself costs a lot of money just to buy a ticket. The, uh, the concessions have always cost money, have, it costs even more money now. So that's why, you know, all of these factors, plus... Following the box office, as I have done now for the better part of three to four years, and following the trends and, and looking at the historical, you know, looking at the historical trends among them, I don't see a chance in hell of this film making a billion dollars. Now, note that I am not saying that this film is going to flop. I think that based on this trailer, I think this film is going to do really, really well. I think that this film is going to do fantastic at the box office, unless it's crap. Right, a good trailer does not make a film good as is often said, right? But, a billion dollars? No. That, that It's just not in the cards. E- even if he did have a good voice for the character, it still wouldn't be a billion dollar property. Just again, based on the fact that you look at any other video game franchise, any other adaptation, 
and, and all these other factors that, that go into it, you're looking at a film that's going to do well. But to say that this film's a guaranteed billion is... It's an overstatement. Well overstatement. Anyway, Stephanie B in the chat. Hey, what's up, Stephanie B? Thank you very much for being here. And again, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention. I do fall about 20 to 30 minutes behind in the chat. So uh, do keep that in mind that if I don't answer you right away, that is the reason why. Again, thank you for, for joining us today. All right, let's see who else is in here. Uh, Brian Bart says, if for argument, Chris Pratt did use a, a, a Chris Pratt did use an Italian voice. They would criticize him for being stere- too stereotyping. And that here's the problem, though, Brian Bart. That argument doesn't hold water because they're going to complain about him anyway. Many in Hollywood and those covering Hollywood don't like him because he is not. Though again, this is where we have to be <laughs> much more honest about it, right? Because he doesn't seem to at least externally, he doesn't seem to fall into the woke trap that many Hollywood actors have fallen into. He's not the complete opposite of it, right? But he is at the very least a kind of like, a, I would say he's, if, if we were going to talk about people that are, you know, full-on woke Hollywood types, we, we could say, let's just for the sake of temperature as a metric, say that they, they are fiery hot, right? They are on fire for... Uh, I'll let you use your imagination as to why they're on fire. Um, he is warm, lukewarm, right? Lukewarm. Whereas the opposite extreme would be ice cold, all right? He's lukewarm, all right? He, he's not really much of anything. He's just doing his job. And that's why I give credence and kudos to him for doing so. But he's not a savior. He, he's not some amazing actor more so than what we have already been presented with. He's not a bad actor. He's able to do his job. But guess what? When you are voicing a character, and when that character has a type of voice, guess what? It is your responsibility to pick up the voice uh, fluctuations and uh, voice types to do that character. And since they're going to complain about him anyway, since he's not fiery hot, since he has not joined the cult, what does he have to lose by doing so? Also, I don't know his heritage. Maybe he's Italian. Doesn't that give you a pass in Hollywood? Oh, well, it's okay because that person does actually have Italian heritage. I get. Anyway, already having already having fun. Already having fun. This is a fun discussion, though. Let us see. We got input lane C tag to say, Hail and God bless peeps. Today's a good day. It is indeed a good day. Sherry Allen in the chat. Hail to you. Keely Chow in the chat. What's going on? Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member. Hail to you. Thanks for being here. Keely Chow saying hail again, saying, how are you doing? How's baby Thor and your wife doing? Baby Thor is doing fine. He had a bit of a toddler day. Um, can't believe he's going to be two next week. But uh, he, had, he had a lot of toddler moments. But uh, otherwise, he's doing well. Uh, he's, he's asleep. He, he, went, <laughs> he knocked out pretty quickly uh, tonight. And um, wife's doing great, too. Freya's just chilling. Uh, she's been working on a project for baby Thor's birthday and it's uh, Star Wars theme. So I think that he will very much enjoy it. Cold Pyre, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Team to be Empress of the Universe is also in the chat. Hail to y'all. Uh, Alex McCarthy, what's going on? Good sir. Thank you for joining. Mike Jackson in the chat as well. Input Latency says, working on the assumption that it's good, I think the Mario film will hit a billion. Widely beloved character made by the people who made Minions. Okay. 
The people who made Minions, let's keep in mind that the very successful film that just came out this past year, it made a lot of money. It didn't cross a billion dollars. And also, think about how in the medium of film, that property and IP has been around for a while to build it up. That's the other thing that I think a lot of people aren't really either considering or understanding. When you cross into a new medium, there are new rules, there are new factors that you have to take into account that are going to have an impact. So Super Mario Brothers is a very popular character. I do not deny that. Very popular game. I do not deny that. An iconic character that people across the world know about. I don't deny that. Does that mean that they're going to go see a, a movie? Does that mean that they're going to go see a movie, especially a movie where if they're seeing it in English, the character of Mario isn't Mario? Let's just be honest. Just saying. Let's see. Uh, Fave Sisters is in the chat. Hail to you. Dan Dan in the chat as well. Hail to you. Uh, GMuggy76 is also in the chat as the chat jumps on me like it always does. Again, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. There is GMonkey. Thank you again for being in the chat. Again, we are live all over the place tonight. Um, thank you for watching on Rumble. If you have a comment, you can just type here for comments. Because I think that... I don't know exactly how it shows up, if it's as clear. But uh, in the Rumble rant section, that's where you can put comments. Again, just at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention. Try and get through as much as I can. Old Guard says, I agree with you and Ryan. Uh, about Super Mario Brothers, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ryan was... I, I thought... Again, my memory says says otherwise. And then you put slash Jeremy. <laughs> well, we, we all disagree. Uh, because uh, Jeremy and Ryan, I believe Ryan, don't quote me on that one. I could definitely say Jeremy because he was the one that I was really fighting against. Um, they believe it's going to make a billion dollars. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. I followed these numbers for a very long time. I'm by no means an expert, by the way. There, there was some troll in the chat who, who kept tagging me and, and was being a smart ass. And it's like, oh, I, I never claimed to be an expert. However... When, when you follow the box office for several years, when you look at the trends of these films, when you look at the trends of these types of movies, you start to notice something. And when, when you just outright say, based on this one trailer, where, oh, it's overwhelmingly positive, it's like, okay, we could think about so many trailers where they had overwhelmingly positive support of it. That doesn't mean the film is going to make, one, a billion dollars, or two, it doesn't indicate how much money that film is actually going to end up making. Sometimes it's actually very much a... Um, in many ways, it can actually lead you away from what is a likely uh, scenario. All right. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, I'd rather play a new Mario game than watch an animated Mario movie. It'll probably make Sonic 1 money. Yeah, I, I think that's another great point, too, right? Is Sonic. Sonic is also a beloved character that's been around for a very long time. And guess what? The first Sonic film... And I would argue the first Sonic film only did as well as it did because it had a bad start because the trailer was atrocious because guess what? What did the fans see? They said, this character is not Sonic. And so even though you might say, well, a lot of people are smashing the like button on this trailer, okay. But there's probably also a lot of people out there who says, hey, this isn't Sonic. 
as far, or rather, in this uh, case with Mario, this really doesn't come across as Mario. Just as a refresher, the first Sonic the Hedgehog film, remember, too, this film came out in 2020, so it made $303 million. So I mentioned 2020 because I think that if you take the COVID stuff out of it, maybe you get to this, maybe you get the film getting to the, to the $500 million mark. Maybe you get to that point. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, right? It made $403 million. And so I think that that kind of gives you an idea of, uh, again, because it came out 2022. It came during a period where many places were already fully recovered as far as box office is concerned, theaters, all that kind of stuff. So we look to these things and we say, okay, these are the films and these are the, these are the examples that we have to look to to get an idea of the metric of exactly what the range for a movie like Warner, a movie like the Mario Brothers film will be. If I had to guess, if it's a generic Mario movie, I could see it ranging between four and seven hundred million dollars worldwide. If it's a really good one, seven to nine hundred and fifty. If it's an amazing one, then a billion, I think, is in the discussion. If it's terrible, we're talking sub four hundred million dollars. So th- those are where I'm currently standing on that. So my guess is that it's going to be generic. And so I think somewhere between 400 and $700 million worldwide is likely. But if it does hit it out of the park, if, if it is able to do everything right, except for the actual voice, and that, again, I think is going to be a bigger factor than what other people might think. Because th- just me, my own experience on this one, having played Nintendo myself, you know, it, it's it's just like, oh, I may not have played as much Nintendo as other people, but that does not mean that I did not myself grow up playing Super Mario Brothers 2 on, on Game Boy. Having tons of fun with, with that character. Playing Mario Party 64 with all my friends countless times. So I have a connection with this franchise. I have a connection with this world. Mario Kart. Uh, need I say any more? Mario Kart especially, I would say, is what? Probably one of, if not the most popular Mario-based game. Guess what you have every single time you play in Mario Kart? At some point, you're going to hear the, here we go. You're going to hear it. And so anyone going to see this film or seeing a trailer for this are going to look and say, wait a minute, that's not Mario. And then when you see the cast list, they're like, oh, it's Chris Pratt. I kind of like him. But that's not Mario. And I think it's going to keep a lot more people away um, than anything else. Stephanie B. Tag to say, uh, hey there, are you excited about going to Orlando and England? Well, I'm not going to uh, to England. Um, I, I, I think, what, only like a couple people that I'm aware of are, are even thinking about going to England. I didn't know that was even a, really much of a thing. Uh, for Orlando, I've mentioned this constantly uh, before, but I, I am not a lock on going to Orlando and the simple reason is this, the weekend is just, it's just, I think that as far as the timing is concerned, it's just, it's not very well timed. Uh, October 30th, one, it's a Sunday. Already a bit of, already a bit of a problem, all right? It's a Sunday that is a day of celebration and worship of God, so that's where my priority is going to be on that day. Not only that, it's also the Feast of Christ the King, which is a major feast within the church. Not just to mention that, but it's also a Sunday, meaning it's also a <laughs> it's it's also a school night. So um, 
the the best case scenario for me, the best case scenario is that I'm able to drive in Saturday, do the meetups, and then literally after the second meetup, hit the road immediately, get in Sunday evening, and then go to work the next day. And some people might say, oh, take a day off, et cetera. It's like, that's not who I am. I don't take days off. That I, I don't even really take sick days because one, I don't really ever get sick. And, and if I ever do get sick, I always take the precautions needed to make sure that no one else gets sick from me. Because I, I've been like this since I was a student where I hated missing school. Because that means that there's just that much more work that I have to, to take care of. And especially as someone who struggles with, and I've been very open about it, struggles with anxiety, not good for me. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not a lock on, on Orlando. I hope to be able to make it down there because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, the main reason why is because I know there's a lot of people who support uh, OMB Reviews, who support Asgard, who support Friday Night, Friday Night Tights, who, who support... Um, you know, all of us. Um, and I, I, I loved one of my favorite parts of the Dallas trip was just getting to talk with people, you know, because those, those conversations are just so fulfilling and it's, it's not because of the ego being filled in any way. It's just because the conversations are real. The conversations are good. And many of the conversations we had were just fun nerd talk, you know, and I, I would love to be able to have that experience, but it's just, it literally is the worst time to schedule something on a Sunday, meaning it's a school night, but also it's a Sunday, which is a day of worship. And as <laughs> anyone who knows me, at least, uh, knows that I, I take that very, very seriously. Now, of course, I, I'm not going to ever say, oh, well, everything needs to be changed because because of my own, you know, my own thoughts or my own things. But I also do think that just the Sunday aspect of as well, just being a work and school night is a bit tricky for, for people traveling, right? It's not during a holiday time where you would have a lot of people who could be off. Um, it's right on the cusp of Halloween. So I think that makes it difficult for families too. Um, because if someone doesn't want to travel to Orlando um, with, with their family, then they would have to then make possibly a decision to either spend time in Orlando going to the meetup or spending time at home with their family, especially if they have younger kids, maybe. Again, I, I think that these are all things that 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 I think should have been considered. As I, I was not in and on any of the 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 dates and deciding upon the dates. Hamilton Burger, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, for sci-fi, I've always got the OG live-action Super Mario, which I love watching because it's so bad. Oh, absolutely, yes, um, I, I love that one too—the live-action, uh, the live-action Mario Brothers film because it's so bad, it's funny. It's so bad, it's funny. Absolutely. Seventy uh, B says, "Do the salty nerds go to the nerdrotic meetups?" So the salty nerds are awesome. Uh, they've gone to a couple. I remember, of course, whenever, anytime that there anyone is out in uh, in the Las Vegas area, because that's where they're based, the Salty Nerd crew is based, they, they go to those. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think that they've, they've gone to one or two other uh, events, if I'm not mistaken. I could very well be mistaken. Um, but, but yeah, I, I love the Salty Nerd crew. There's, there's just so, there's so much fun. I love the organization and uh, it's great. 
Uh, let's see. Vongo says, your hair is getting long, you hippie. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to... <laughs> my goal was to, 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 to reshave my head today. But unfortunately, uh, the wife had to run errands by the time she got back. I only had a short amount of time to shower before the Salty uh, podcast. And shaving my head would have taken a little bit longer. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Fave Sisters says, which movie will make the most money? Black Adam versus Black Panther 2. Um, that's actually a tricky one. I think Black Adam is going to have a higher international number. Black Panther, I think, is going to... And really, it's Wakanda Forever. Um, I think Wakanda Forever is going to have a higher domestic. And I, I base that off of... So, for, for Black Adam, I do think that The Rock's star appeal has... And again, when we talk about star appeal in general, the impact is usually not all that, all that relevant. But I will say international audiences tend to respond a little bit more to certain types of, of celebrities. And I think The Rock is one of those international celebrities where he's able to draw some people in, but even he's not a lock. I mean, you, you go ahead and look to uh, Hobbs and Shaw, for instance, right? Hobbs and Shaw was a film that was just atrocious, right? There's no way around it. But the film did make $760 million worldwide, right? And obviously, there's a couple reasons why. One, it's it's connected to the Fast and Furious franchise, which is massive. But I do think that The Rock's international presence had a very big part to play in that. I mean, look at the domestic. The domestic total was $173 million. International, $586 million. So that's what I see. That kind of split is what I personally see happening with Black Adam having a because e- even the early estimates right we we've gotten some early ex- estimates from box office pro about what they think black adam is going to look like and right now they are projecting the film to open between 55 and 70 domestically 135 to 175 domestically by the end of the run hey hobbs and shaw made 173 domestically and that was back in 2019 I would not be surprised at all if we see a very similar split. So it makes 150, maybe 150 million plus domestically, maybe even less. Have to wait for the actual numbers themselves. And I see it making 400 plus million internationally for Black Adam. So I can see that film being a 500 to 700 million dollar film. Um, I, I could see it being very, very successful because of that international group. Whereas with uh, Black Panther, uh, or specifically with Wakanda Forever, that money, the vast majority of that money was made domestically. And, and that's very rare for big budget films. Most of the time when we come when it comes to these big budget films that are uh, Hollywood releases, they tend to make much more money internationally than they do domestically. But if you go back to 2018, Black Panther, the first film, made $700 million domestically, which has it as one of the top MCU films of all time, domestic number. It made six hundred over $600 million internationally, but that domestic number was really that driving force, right? The international number was, was actually not what we would typically see or, or was not nearly as impressive as the domestic. So for Wakanda Forever, I think we're going to see a strong domestic, but I also think that we're going to see still 
yet again a weaker international. But I do think the international drop is going to be much more significant than the domestic. And, and I think it has all that it has everything to do with the audience for this movie. And that audience is much more prominent amongst the United States and amongst the domestic marketplace versus internationally. So as far as which one makes more money, as you can see, we have a tricky situation here, right? Because Wakanda Forever, I think, is going to have a much more impressive domestic than some people might suspect it to. The question mark is international. How much does it lose internationally versus the first film? Because I do think it will have somewhat of a loss. Um, and then Black Adam, the question is going to be, how much does it actually make internationally versus um, its domestic? Because its domestic's not going to be that impressive. So by that fact alone, right, and looking at the numbers for the first Black Panther of 700 and 600, based on that, I would say if I had to go with my gut, Wakanda Forever is going to make more money between the two. And I get that from, okay, projected domestic for uh, within the Shazam universe, essentially, right, of Black Adam, getting $150 million or so domestically, a decent run, right, for our times. Internationally, because of the, 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 the presence of The Rock, his ability to promote, especially, I think that that's going to pull in, you know, $400 million or so. So I could see the film getting to the five, maybe $700 million by the end of its run. Whereas for Black Panther 2, even if you cut the movie's numbers in half in both domestic and international, you would still be looking at uh, a film that could very much get into the $800 million range potentially. So yeah, as of today, I would say Black Panther 2 or Wakanda Forever has the edge, but it really depends on does Black Adam overperform domestically? Um, does it insanely perform internationally? And then for Wakanda Forever, how much does it actually make domestically? Does it get anywhere close to the $700 million? I don't think it gets close to that. I, I could see it doing maybe four to $500 million domestically. Um, but then also, how much does it make internationally versus? I, I could see Wakanda Forever capping out between seven and $800 million. So... And that's the reason why I, I would give the edge to that film versus Black Adam. But again, I need the actual numbers in front of me before I can actually dive into it. Uh, Brian Barth, yes, I have. And that movie is darn entertaining. And guess what? It also made it also was a massive buy. It was also a, a massive financial failure. And you want to know why? Because it wasn't Mario. Now, this new Mario trailer clearly is Mario. All the visuals are there, the characters are there, etc. But the voice is not. And so that's, again, even if just one of those factors is missing, it could be the one thing that keeps someone from saying, I'm going to spend the money of gas to go to the theater, pay the ticket price, pay for the popcorn, etc. I think that that is something that is incredibly important. Super Anime Gamer, hey, what's up, my dude? What's going on? Yeah, seriously, I'm, <laughs> I try to avoid Chrome when I can. Let's see, uh, Five Sisters, which movie will make the most... So, uh, Five Sisters is your first time in here. Please do not double post. I fall 20 to 30 minutes behind. So, please do not ever double post in here. Um, because of the fact that I do fall 20 30 minutes behind, I try to keep up with all of the places and all of the chats to the very best of my ability. So, double posting just makes it that much uh, more difficult. 
Uh, Odie Rex, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of Firefox. I don't like the interface. Not I've never been a fan of the interface. Rob D says, "Hello, do you think a billion dollars will be difficult for movies to accomplish in the future?" I think that the film theater industry will never see 2019 numbers ever again. Yeah, if we look at 2019 as kind of almost this modern peak, I, I think that you you definitely have a point there. That being said, what films like, um, there's really two examples of opposites, right? So we start off with Top Gun 2. What that shows us is that there are films that can get released. And because they give fans exactly what they want, people go out in droves to see it. Word of mouth is positive. You're able to get a ton of people to show up and you're able to get a billion dollars. So you still have the the chance for billion dollar films if you make a good film that fans want to see, right? Especially if it's something based on a franchise or previous material. And it's it's entertaining to boot, has positive word of mouth campaign and, and can get multiple viewings. That's what Top Gun shows. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have Jurassic World Dominion. A terrible movie, which made $450 million worldwide when it opened. And because it made such a vast amount of money on its opening weekend, even though it saw massive drops every subsequent week, every subsequent week weekend, it was still able to trug along to eventually, after several weeks, many, many, many weeks, Cross the billion dollar mark. So crappy movies, Jurassic World Dominion, can still make a billion dollars even in the post-COVID era. All right, that's what Dominion, if there's one important thing that Jurassic World Dominion did, it showed that bad movies can still make a billion dollars. Whereas Top Gun showed, hey, really good, well-made films that have really no right to be as good as they are can also still make a billion dollars. So the big question is going to be exactly where does uh, what kind of forever fall since we've been talking about that Black Adam fall uh, Warner uh, I keep wanting to say Warner Brothers for Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers as well right all of these things are are factors that have to be taken into account because also uh, if, if we're going to talk about voice actors it has a lot for me to be excited about Charlie Day is a voice in the movie. I like me some Charlie Day. Anya Taylor-Joy, big fan of hers, uh, for her to be Princess Peach. I think that's awesome. Uh, Jack Black is in there as Bowser. But also, hey, for those that are excited about this movie, remember people saying, or maybe the, the concept that exists for some people about, hey... You know, Chris Pratt's in it, therefore it, it's going to have to be a, a good non-woke film. Okay, guess who else is in this movie? You have Jack Black. Seth Rogen is in this movie. Keegan-Michael Key is in this movie. So you, you also do have Seth Rogen, I think, can account for <laughs> a lot of people uh, just in his own his own stupidity. But... Again, just because one specific person happens to be um, in the movie and and someone that you like in the movie does not guarantee the film itself uh, to be good. Now, the directors here, let's see, Aaron uh, Aaron Harvath, he has uh, five producing credits, four director's credits. He's done Teen Titans. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Again, the further you dive into this, 
the more you see. Let's see the other one. The other director of this does Teen Titans, Thundercats Roar, so a reboot of that. Batman, uh, The Brave and the Bold. I never saw that. As far as directors are concerned, nothing really, except for this one. So you've got two newbie directors who are directing this movie. Okay, that's that's one concern right there. You do have Matthew Fogel, all right? Matthew Fogel has a bit more to him. He did Minions Rise of Gru. He did Lego Movie 2, the second part. He also did Big Mamas Like Father Like Son. So, as you can see, this movie has a bit of a mixed bag in the creative department behind it. So... There is reason to be concerned that this movie will either be at least mid-tier, if not lower tier. The trailer is a great start. The trailer is an excellent, excellent start. But there's a lot of factors at play. A lot of factors at play. By the way, I see Culture Casino in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. I will get to your super chat in a second once the, the I can uh, get to a point in the chat where I can jump ahead a little bit, but shout out to Culture Casino. Subscribe to Culture Casino. He's awesome. He was on the panel with us earlier on the Salty Nerd Podcast. He is awesome. Go check him out. He is fantastic. Kimberly G, who is a member, hail to you. Thank you very much for being in the chat. Forever Sci-Fi says, Robin Williams was a real-life cartoon character. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to ever be able to match his charisma but there are plenty of vo- there are a plethora of voice actors that are still working today that have have done a, a crap ton for the industry. Bongo says kids don't know who Chris Pratt is and won't care. They just want to see Mario. But again, who is this movie being made for? Is this movie being made for the kids or is it being made for the adults who are big Mario fans? Because remember, just because a movie is made for kids, Lightyear technically was made for kids. No one saw it. Just because you have an animated movie coming out, one does not mean your film's going to make money. Lightyear lost money at the box office. It also doesn't mean you're going to have a massive success on your hands, a la Minions 2. But keep in mind that one of the main reasons why Minions got over $900 million is is because it did get a pretty decent chunk of money from China, because Universal plays well with them. Victor Fontaine, what is going on? Fave Scissors says here as Jeremy the quartering and Don uh, as as Jeremy and quartering said Don Chino is woke and he hates you but loves your money. Ninety nine percent of Hollywood is woke now. I don't know what that's a reference to, but okay. Jazz Pena says, even I thought Chris Pratt was a terrible choice as Mario, and I liked the guy. Exactly. Exactly. All you hear from that character is, is, is Chris Pratt. Where after looking at the trailer, I noticed Charlie Day's voice. I actually did not pick up on Jack Black's. Now, if I go back and listen to it, I'm sure I'll be able to pick it, pick it up a little bit more easily. But um, I think that that also speaks to something, you know? It's a lot more important than I think some people would let it on to be. All right. Watt Gamer, 
Watt Gash Gamer, welcome back. Again, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments, unless you are a member, in which case you do not have to. Rob D says, I'm probably taking off the stream so much right now. I don't know why I'd be taking anybody off. I've literally said, I think the trailer was a good trailer. I think that it actually did a lot in providing a very, again, the, the landscape is beautiful. I think that they did a great job of, of capturing those specific elements that I think a lot of fans of the games and some of the other mediums in which this has existed will be able to like and appreciate. But the whole time, I was it was kind of similar to it, it does have some vibes to to Lightyear. Uh, in that Lightyear though though Lightyear's trailer did not have the same level of good things because you look to Mario's trailer and you're like these are all things that fans can pick up on. Lightyear didn't really have that. Um, to a smaller degree, I would say it had that. But you know the other thing that everyone was focused on, and you can tell that the filmmakers themselves, when they made that trailer, were also very much aware of. Oh wait, that's right. We know we do not want him to talk. And that first trailer, the only words Chris Evans says in that first trailer is and beyond. In subsequent trailers, he says a little bit more. But the more he talked, the more people said, that is not Buzz Lightyear. That, I think, could end up being a similar problem with Mario. The more trailers that come out, the more of Mario that we get, the more people say, that is not Mario. And that is enough for people to say, I'll wait. Dave Sister says the last Jurassic Park movie was trash, but it's all but it'll always uh, make a billion. Always kids love dinosaurs. Um, not necessarily always. Again, though, kids like dinosaurs. Really, when you look to those uh, when you look to those movies in general, uh, the Jurassic World movies especially, it has I think a lot less to do with dinosaurs. Those movies aren't being made for kids. In fact, I, I would say that if there was any metric at all following those films, I, I guarantee you that those under 18 probably don't account for a large portion of, of, of the money, if I had to take a guess. The first film, though, $1.6 billion. Dominion, just over a billion. Fallen Kingdom, which was also trash, $1.3 billion. But where is that money coming from? International. Domestic Fallen Kingdom made 417 million. Dominion made 376. The first made 652. Law of Diminishing Returns. Every single film made less and less and less. But in all three of those cases, where did the vast majority of its money come from? It came from the overseas market. And guess what? Most of it or a huge portion of it, came from China. $205 million of the billion from Jurassic World 2015 came from China. So it's not the kids. I will fight you on that part. It's not, it's not the kids that are going out to see it. Kids loving dinosaurs is not the reason why that film is making money. 
or why those films in general were making money. It's because, unfortunately, when it comes to international markets, for some reason, when you have big budgets, blockbusters with tons of CGI crap, for some reason, the international markets tend to like those movies. I don't know why. Or at least they're willing to go see those films. Uh, we over in Odyssey says, since the voice actor in the French dub sounds more like Mario, maybe they will get petitioned to replace Chris Pratt with him. Maybe they will. Now, any of the petitions and that crap, those are all going to be coming from a completely off-base location. Because people are going to be going after Chris Pratt for political reasons. It's a legitimate criticism to bring up about his voice not being Mario. That is not only a legitimate criticism of of him, of the film, of the filmmakers, it's also a legitimate reason for someone to say, I'm not going to see this. But, I, uh, I, I do think that any of those that will be trying to hold, to push the whole, you know, petition for replacement, etc., those are just going to be the, the woke psychopaths that are obsessed with, with Chris Pratt and just want him to fail, which is something I am not because I think Chris Pratt is fine. I am also not someone who is, is obsessed with him that will give him a, a pass every time he does anything. Uh, again, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be Lightyear because Lightyear was supposed was, was meant to be a, animated live action right an animated real world version of a character a movie that no one was asked asking for and i do think though a big part of that film's failure was the fact that chris evans was not buzz lightyear it it just did not match up with the iconic voice of tim allen that kept a lot of people at home and i don't think people who are talking about billions of dollars or rather a billion dollars for this upcoming mario movie I don't think any of them are actually critically thinking for a second about how many people didn't go see Lightyear for that very reason. It's hard to say. J.S. Pena says, I mean, for such and such sake, they even have Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and I'm pretty sure Donkey Kong doesn't talk. Yep. So guess what that means? Because we all know when Seth Rogen does anything, voice work otherwise, what is it? No matter what he does, it's kind of similar to Chris Pratt, right? Chris Pratt, he does one voice. Guess what? Same thing can be said for uh, for Seth Rogen. So what happens when the trailers start to come out of Donkey Kong going like, uh, yeah, we need to save a princess. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you still going to be talking about the film being a billion dollar guarantee when Seth Rogen's coming out as Donkey Kong? I think a lot of people are, are speaking way ahead of themselves when they are saying that this film's somehow going to make a billion. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I don't think you're in your right mind. Brian Barr says, I hope the movie is good and that Nintendo didn't mess, didn't mess around. Again, we already have indications that they did not take it as seriously as they could. Chris Evans is the most woke actor in Hollywood. Fave Sisters. Well, I mean, that's a statement to make. I, I think if you were to take... Have someone take a test. I'm sure you could find someone worse. Brie Larson comes to mind. But regardless of that, it doesn't matter because most of Hollywood is woke and 
it's just not even really worth going into in any fashion about who is more woke than anyone else. And put latency time to say, already 15 minutes behind the stream, barely started making good time. Yeah, at 7.13 in the chat, and it is 7.53 in real life. So now I'm about 40 minutes behind. Helmets and Burger, I think you might be understating the Tom Cruise factor in Top Gun. I agree with your points about the FX and story arc, but if the same movie was made without Cruise, I'm not sure it cracks a billion dollars. But again, if you're going to make that argument, it's like, well, without Tom Cruise, you don't have an actor pushing for the things that make the movie great. So it's it's not a good argument because of that very fact. Tom Cruise himself is the reason it makes a billion dollars. So let me try to restate it again because maybe you misheard what I said. Tom Cruise is absolutely the reason why that film did as well as it did. It's not, though, because people said, I want to go see this movie because Tom Cruise is in it. Rather, it's all of the things behind the scenes that Tom Cruise was very adamant about and pushed for led to a great film. Remember, that movie did not open that strongly. But because it was a good movie, much thanks to Tom Cruise for what he pushed for that film, it had great word of mouth continue to have historic drops. Remember that week one to week two drop was around, what, 13%, which I think is historically the lowest week one to week two drop ever. It it, it was able to continue to have, it's still talked about currently in the box office, even after 20 weeks of release. So again, do not miss, uh, hear what I'm saying. Tom Cruise had everything to do with it being a billion-dollar film, but it's not because it's a Tom Cruise movie. So again, someone seeing a movie because someone's in it is different than the person who's in it having an impact behind the scenes as a producer and as a major voice, right? So I think that the, 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 the more fair thing to say would be if there was some other actor in this role who had as much uh, passion and as much push to bring about the product that we got, then I do think you would see very similar numbers. Maybe not the exact same, because actors do still pull some numbers. If you pull people coming out of theaters, there's going to be a portion of them that say they saw the film primarily because of an actor in it. There's going to be a portion of the audience that's going to say that. But what portion of the audience, what percentage of the audience... It's not nearly as as high as it has as it had once been. Uh, let's see, face sisters. Scooby Doo has been whitewashed in the new Velma TV series. They turned Scooby Doo dog white. Is that even true? I mean, I don't even care about the modern day Scooby Doo stuff because that stuff died with the original. What was it? A seventies cartoon. That's when that died. All right, Culture Casino, I want to make sure to shout you out, good sir. So thank you so much again for a $10 super chat saying here, studio earnings are going to be even more depressed next year. Even fewer films are slated, fewer in production. Should see a larger number of films in 24. P.S. MCU is past its peak. Oh, and hi, Odin. What's going on, Culture? Thank you again for stopping by and for the very generous super chat, good sir. Again, check out Culture Casino. He is legit. Um, And uh, I agree, yeah. Uh, Box office is going to be very interesting next year. And I I definitely think that MCU is definitely past its peak. That's why it'll be interesting to see where does 
Wakanda Forever stand? How, how much audience does it lose? It's not making the $1.3 billion of the first film, so how much does it lose compared to the first film? And also, what are the films... The MCU films next year, I think, are the bigger test. Because then you're starting to deal with some properties that are not nearly as um, well-established, one could say. All right, looks like some comments may have been skipped. Again, some comments may have been skipped. Um, so, again, if that has happened, I apologize. But 722 in the chat. Another one from Faith Sisters. Uh, Jamila Jamil, uh, the She-Hulk actress, uh, Titania. Titania, uh, what do you think of her Twitter rants? Well, I'm off social media because all that stuff is stupid. So, I, I think that all that it's showing is that there's a good chance this entire series is a complete troll. They knew how bad this was and made it so that they would get attention and clicks and ratings from from hate watching and 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 hateful discuss like that's I just it's like they're either so stupid and that's how we got what we did, which is completely reasonable that that could be the possibility and the, the thing of the case of that happening. Or it can also be they they knew how bad it was, and so they just decided to make it as bad and as woke and as stupid as they could to trigger as many people as possible because that's another way to get people to talk about your show. Favorite sci-fi is member. A CGI movie uh, of a video game is a shorter story you can't participate in. Yep. I think that's also another factor for sure. All right, I am going to start to skip some comments if if you're just <laughs> Again, we we like to think take things a little easy in here. So if you're going to post 100 comments tagging me, please have have some <laughs> take take a chill pill. Cuz I will start having to skip comments if I feel like it's just getting too too crazy. Uh, 70B says, do you ever play Mario Kart with Geeks and Gamers? I don't. I want to. The problem is, is that they're always streaming, again, school night and late at night. So if it wasn't a school night and it wasn't as late as they start, then I would absolutely love to try to get myself into those streams because I love playing Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the big reasons as to why that is the case. Um, let's see. Faith Sisters, thoughts on Ryan Arkeapos getting a like from Brie Larson for his Fortnite tweet. I, I, again, social media, I'm off of it completely, so I, I don't really care. But uh, shout out to Arkeapos. Good, good, good brother. Uh, Bruce, what's going on? Good sir. Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, I very much appreciate you. All right. Uh, Faith Sisters, you're asking a question that has nothing to do do with uh the conversation the context uh i try to stay away from a theological discussion as much as i can uh so anyway uh, laura the modern major general says unbreakable odin yeah what's going on laura thank you for being here appreciate you appreciate you your average patriot nerd is also in the chat hail to you <laughs> black ice cubes matter is that what it, is that what the reference is or black cubes matter uh, for sci-fi, Black Adam might make more money if they throw Henry's Superman into the trailer. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that, right? About Henry Cavill coming back and everything. Again, up to this point, it's a lot of rumors being spread around. And so until there's actual verified information and actual footage, then I'll, I'll remain skeptical. But 
I think one of the things mentioned on Friday Night Tights was people saying that having him in the trailer would be better for the movie versus having it be found out by the people watching the movie. And I, I would actually disagree with that. Not to say that I think one would do better than the other, but I think that both would have a very similar effect because anyone who's on the fence, whether they find out through a trailer or through word of mouth, if you're on the fence, that very well is going to, if anything's going to push you to watch it, I think that's going to be one of the things, if you care about Henry Cavill at all, right? Not to mention either one of those for anyone who's a Henry Cavill fan might actually say, oh, you know what? Now that I know this, either second weekend when there's less people or, oh, trailer right before it comes out, are going to go see it. I I think it's a wash. I I don't think either way makes the film make more money. There's not a lot of logic to to that and and to how that works. Uh, By the way, Heimdall, who is my bot, does remind me. uh, Check out Movie Palette. If you buy anything on Movie Palette, you can get 15% off your order. Uh, by using the promo code ODIN15. Uh, I currently have one movie palette myself. It is from the movie Whiplash. I think it's a pretty cool concept. What they do is they, they take the colors from each scene, so the dominant color in each scene, based on lighting, etc., and then every single scene is is represented in this. Every single one. And so the entire film Whiplash is in this image here. I think it's pretty cool. It's it's unique. We have so many movie posters, right? There's so many just generic posters that we can get. And hey, some of us like collecting things. I feel like these, it's, it's, it's much more of an art piece. But if you do want to pick up your own and get 15% off, check out Movie Palette. Use the promo code OWN15. To be able to get 15% off your order. All right. Jesus uh, Rosado, what's going on? And yeah, I think it's another great sentiment. Yeah, a lot of people who are the gamers who love Mario and eat up everything Mario and maybe even watch that trailer. Yeah, many of them would say, yeah, you know what? I'd rather just play Mario than <laughs> anything else. Uh, let's see. Mike Healy, did I say if Superman is in Black Adam? How much difference would it make? I think it would make some difference, but I don't think it'd make as as big of a difference as as some might uh, indicate it would. I mean, I am am a big fan of Henry Cavill. I think he's great, but I feel that the people going to see Black Adam, like the diehard DCEU fanboys, they're already seeing that film because they're diehard DCEU fanboys. The number of people who would go see Black Adam who are maybe on the fence or who are Henry Cavill fanboys, but not necessarily DCU fanboys or only fans of the DC properties that feature Henry Cavill, which has a whole other thing to it because just so much of the DCU is just complete crap. It's just movies that aren't very good. Do I think it makes a difference? Yes. Do I think it makes a big enough difference? Maybe a $50 million difference. Maybe. I don't know. Those are always those kinds of questions I just hate because it's a really impossible thing to to be able to judge for as far as like the actual numerical value that a um, that a specific person would would have. Uh, We checked last night, uh, giggles and bits, and there was no uh, release slated for China and for Black Adam. But those can always change. 
Master Gaming says, I think Black Panther Wakanda Forever might make a billion. Fury 7 made a billion, but both movies pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman and Paul Walker, respectively. Yeah, um, but keep in mind that it wasn't the it wasn't the the tribute that made people go to see that film overseas. The Fast and Furious franchise is a, is just a massive international property. So, um, but yeah, I, I, a billion, I don't know. I don't really see that. Again, Law of Diminishing Returns. The first film made $1.3 billion. We know from that that Again, based on Law of Diminishing Returns, that that second film is much more is much more likely, right? the 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 chances of and the examples of a a sequel film making more money than the original usually isn't as common, specific, especially in today's Hollywood, right? And usually in today's Hollywood, you look at films like for for example, look at Force Awakens, made two plus billion dollars. You then go to Last uh, Jedi, $1.3 billion. You then go to Rise of Skywalker. It made, what, $1 to $1.1 billion. Each one made a little bit less, all right? Now, of course, it's because the films, you know, got progressively worse. But I think that this movie, uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever, I don't think it's going to make $700 million domestic. I just don't see that. Um, I, I think four to $500 million domestic is much more realistic Internationally, I don't think it's making six hundred million. I think four, you know, three to four hundred million is much more realistic, which is why I think the film can. Right now, if I had to predict, I would say a cap out of around eight fifty worldwide. So it's it's gonna make money. I just to make a billion, I, I just don't see it. I I really just don't see it. At least now, remember, I I am that kind of person where I I don't make any firm resolutions on anything. Until I actually have numbers in front of me. Like those those first weekend numbers. Alright. Back into the chat. Uh, Ruben Christopher Haynes, who is a member, says, Hashtag show, the, show us the numbers. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm very much a person that cares about um, seeing numbers. Because numbers are data points. And data points... Are, are something that we can actually look to and rely on. And it's not just a bunch of blowing hot air, as it were. Soul Assassin, have you seen the Violent Night trailer? It's Die Hard with Santa and looks amazing. I've not. I've seen the, I've seen the poster image for it, though. And the poster looks pretty awesome. Um, but I don't know. Doesn't seem like my cup of tea. I put latency says Firefox has sold out. If I recall, no better than the average browser privacy censorship wise. Same with DuckDuckGo. They're censoring wrong think. Yeah, I mean, at least with DuckDuckGo, the, the basic premise of what they stood for is still there. They tried to argue on a technicality that by them basically censoring Rus- Russian disinformation that they were not violating their, their principal model. Though... I think it's more of the, though you might be right on paper, the way that you worded your entire system made it seem like you were not going to be sold ads, right? You were just going to see the, uh, you know, none of the results were going to be impacted by anyone buying for a state, right, or or anything like that. But that does not mean that you're not going to block stuff. So it's like a technicality that they're right. But yeah, I mean, clearly it lost a lot of trust. People lost a lot of trust in DuckDuckGo for that very reason. Um, 
and yeah, Firefox, it's another mainstream browser as well. It's just hard to find uh, browsers that are still effective, right? Obviously, I think that any effective browser is going to have to be Chromium-based in some way just because of uh, having the ability to have some of the extensions. For instance, being able to speed up videos is a, is a, is a, uh, a pretty big thing. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely see what you're talking about there for sure. Yeah, General Wingster, Seth Rogen. Again, yeah. But that was one thing that did not come up last night, at least while I was on Friday Night Tights. No one mentioned the other casting. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I think I think that's going to be a big problem. I really do. Definitely think it's going to be a problem. Culture Casino, thank you very much. Yeah, if you are watching on YouTube, please make sure you smash that like button. It does help out with the algorithm. Supposedly, who knows? Uh, on Odyssey, light out the fire button on Rumble. Smash the Rumble button. No one in the comments section over on Rumble. Yeah, that's okay. No one in the comments section over on uh, over on Locals. But that's okay, too. I like to cover all my bases. By the way, J-Rod the Beer Guru, I know you tend to hang out on DLive. If you could contact me, J-Rod, Captain J-Rod, uh, I think you're on my Discord server, if I'm not mistaken. Let me know if you are utilizing DLive or care about your DLive. Because I might actually nuke that that account. Because DLive has been dead for a long time now. But the changes they've made over the last year have had much more of an impact on the people who use it. Taking away key features that made it actually worth using in the first place. So um, since I, he's my only actual subscriber. Because on DLive you pay for, subscri- uh, for your subscription. Because it's a way of supporting um, people over there. But I don't want to get off of that unless you are, you know, <laughs> unless you are okay with that. Since I know you're not always around on DLive, but I also don't want to just up and leave and then you say, hey, <laughs> what happened? But shout out to you, good sir. Master of Gaming says, the director, Michael Jelenic, uh, directed Teen Titans Go to the movies. Never saw it. Never watched Teen Titans. Never had any interest in Teen Titans. But what I can say is it doesn't change the fact that not a lot of experience to, to their name. So if you like that movie and if that movie, if you thought that movie was really good, then, then, you know, more on you. But I guess that would be something for us to compare to because there's a lot of factors, again, historical factors. It's not just about the IP. It's about things connected to the IP, things that are similar, right? So you would look to not just Mario properties, you look to video game properties, you would look to animated video game properties. Um, And then I think another one that's well worth looking into as well is, uh, the um the the directors and 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 those that are involved with the project so someone mentioned teen titans go to the movie that movie made 51 million dollars now obviously not as i'm not def- i'm definitely not saying that's on the same uh, same length wavelength as as something as massive as mario but so you have a director whose biggest work was a 51 million dollar film that has to be taken into consideration. So I, I think that we should probably, I think that anyone who is saying that, that anyone who is of the belief that Super Mario Brothers movie 2023 is going to make a billion dollars, I think needs to probably look into the casting, the directors, their histories, the, uh, the histories of their franchises, like the histories of their films uh, and those factors to, to, to try and get a better, better grip on it. 
Dragon Brick says, I do not think Nintendo would allow Super Mario movie to go far too far left. They are very protective of their brand. Again, that is very, very true. And that's something that I always hear about, um, about it. And yet, did they not allow politics into, uh, was it road crossing, animal crossing? Didn't they allow people to put up political signs in their game? Now it was, I think, both sides that were represented. I can't remember if there was a, if there was a if there was a um, outcry about that and if they took that one away or not. But hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> just because they tend to be good on something does not necessarily mean that they're they're perfect on everything. Super Anime Gamer says, I think Mario is made for adults who grew up with Mario and want to share it with their kids. And cause studio, because studios are dumb, they thought the best way to garner attention was with famous names. Exactly, right? Because if I'm, and I am a dad, right? If, if Baby Thor was old enough to be able to see a movie like that and understand it, I'm going to be honest. Mario's voice not being Mario's voice would be a factor that could keep me from from going to see it. That would that could be a factor for me to say, yeah, you know, we'll just wait for this one to uh to come out on home video, one of the million streaming services that we have, etc. John Wingster, uh Odin shows how Lightyear flopped and no one bats an eye. Odin explains his viewpoint on the new Mario movie and everyone loses their minds. I know seriously, right? It's a good point. Yeah, I talk about Lightyear. I, 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 the, one of the main things I brought up in Lightyear was not even just the the you know identity politics stuff in the, in the film, but even people outside of it. One of the major things, one of the first things that almost any person who said they didn't go see it said was, "Chris Evans is not Buzz Lightyear," or "Tim Allen's not in the movie." So, <laughs> again. That is something that is very, very important for us to to consider and to keep in mind. All right, ah, oh, man. Rob D says China exactly, exactly. Super then says I think the studio assumed that audiences would wouldn't know the name of Mario's voice actor was, and that's why they didn't go with him. And that's the thing too. To, I mean, think about Sonic. The, the guy who did the voice for Sonic, I know he's somewhat known. I didn't know who the hell he is, and I still don't know who the hell he is. But I didn't want to go because of... Because at least for when, when it comes to the voice of, of Sonic, I didn't really grow up with any games that featured any talking or with the show that featured any talking. But that's also, guess what? That's not something I ever heard from anybody who, who did keep up with that stuff. No one really talked about uh, his voice or his characterization. Guess what I have heard a lot about in the last 48 hours plus? Chris Pratt voicing Chris Pratt. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on, man. Orange Hour Views, I have come here to watch Odin, and I am late. You are very late, good sir. We're getting towards the end of the show. It's already 8.16, 7.50 in the chat. So uh, you can do the math on that. As I always say, I'm always 20, 30 minutes behind. It's because I like to, uh, to hear what y'all have to say. And uh, I don't want to put it behind a paywall. I want to make sure that people have access to, within reason, of course, to being able to, to ask their questions and have their comments, their, their thoughts on, uh, 
on on display. Roman's falling says five hundred million dollars tops. If you mean for the Mario movie, I think I think that's reasonable, absolutely reasonable. If that is for Wakanda Forever, I think also that's reasonable. I, I would go higher for that one. Um, for Black Adam, I would think that that's actually that's reasonable as well. <laughs> Your number covers a lot of reasonable propositions for a lot of movies. <laughs> oh man thank you all again for for joining tonight let's see orange review says chris evans has openly claimed he doesn't care about alienating his fans over his political beliefs and that he wants nothing to do with them hard to top that very very true so yeah i will definitely say there are a lot of factors that uh there are a lot of factors that led to that film doing doing poorly but a lot of people just stopped. Yeah, a lot of people just stopped at this is not Tim Allen. A lot of people didn't even go further because most normies, they don't know all of that extra stuff. They don't pay attention to it. Maybe even they don't care about it. But what they hear, they're like, oh, wait a minute. That's not Buzz Lightyear. Master Gaming, Brie Larson liked Ryan... Uh, Ryan Cannell's uh, Fortnite tweet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that Ryan. I, I, know, I remember that being talked about. Dragon Brick says Super Mario movie is veering towards the left, and I'm more worried about the state of Nintendo itself. They should not be on, uh, not should be on one side of political side over the other. That's the thing. I don't think the Super Mario. There's nothing in the trailer that seems to indicate that that's going to happen. And I'm not. I have not at any point suggested that that is anything that I, I think is going to to happen. But what I had brought up is the fact that, hey, yeah, everyone's like, Chris Pratt, I love Chris Pratt. You love him, but he's also, he's not Mario. His voice is very clearly not even close. It's not even attempting based on what we've heard so far. You have Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. That could be funny. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I think that these are things that that need to be addressed. The the production team and the uh, directing team, not a lot of experience in films. Usually that's not a result in a uh, major blockbuster film. It's not always the case, but... And uh, let me try and see if I can find some other uh, details about this. So this is going to be... It is interesting, all right? Because it is being produced by Illumination, so that is by the same company that did Minions. So I imagine that there's probably going to be some random Minions reference, because normally in the Illumination <laughs> logo, you have the Minions going, Illumination! So maybe there's a connection that they make there. But uh, it is also being produced by Nintendo and also by Universal. And I think that it's that last one, especially, that is going to be a big thing, all right? Because what that means is that there is a very high chance this movie gets released. There's a very big chance this movie gets released in China. Very big chance. And that, of course, is going to be a, a major factor uh, regardless that being said when you look to what China has done 
And I know I'm not just talking about their um, various human rights violations, of which Universal especially is one of the most egregious offenders. Universal is best friends with China. You think about any major Universal property, they have worked out deals with, with China. But if you go to Minion's Rise of Gru, all right, it made $34 million in China. So $34 million, that's enough to have put it to the over $900 million it's at currently right now, but it is also only $34 million. You go to, let's see, the first Minions film, which made $1.1 billion. That one made $63 million in China. So the animated films make some money in China, but, but not all that much. So even though I can confirm that this film is being distributed by Universal, meaning that the chances of it going and releasing in China is very high, these animated films don't seem to really be major players in that market. Here's something else that's interesting, though. Um, the distributors of the movie, you have... Universal Pictures, who is distributing it in the United States. Netflix, worldwide. Now, we're still far out. Does that mean that this film is going to Netflix after 45 days? Because I think that's the new window that a lot of these studios are working with. Are they going to have a 45-day theatrical window? Because that is also something to consider here, people. 45-day theatrical window. Because it's also video-on-demand Peacock. That's weird. So, yeah, this is, again, this is being listed by IMDb. This is actually really bizarre. <laughs> I'm actually... Let, let me actually... Uh, let me try and pull this up for you. Because this is really... Again, it's not weird for these companies to be working together. But it is kind of weird as far as just, like, where is this movie going to be available? But you can see it right here. Distributors. So, Universal is taking care of the theatrical release here in the United States. Netflix. Worldwide. Okay. Actually, I figured it out. All right, so Netflix is going to get this film in the international market. Peacock is going to get this video on demand. So, remember that when it comes to Peacock movies, to my knowledge... These movies that get released either get day and date released. I don't think they'll do that for this one. But they also, I think, a max have 45-day theatrical window. That is a big deal because what that means is that someone will hear that and say, oh, wait a minute, I can wait 45 days and then be able to, to pick this up on Peacock? Or, vice, or alternatively, oh, wait, I can wait 45 days and use a VPN and then go to Netflix? And then be able to to watch it on Netflix for, for free? That's what I'm picking up from this because Netflix doesn't have video on demand, right? Netflix, it's, it's you have the service, you get to watch it. And if they're in charge of the worldwide, and as I said, the more recent trend among these studios has been 45-day theatrical window. Yeah. But this is yet another factor to consider as to why, again, not that the film's not going to do well, but that a billion dollars is just, it's just laughable at this point in time. It's, it's just not a, it's not a logical proposition at this point in time. 
Remember Sci-Fi, Maverick was respectful of the audience and its own characters, which is more than I can be said for most remakes these days. Exactly. And guess what? I would say having a voice actor doing the voice of Mario and it not sounding like Mario sure as hell does not sound like respect to me. Uh, Vixie Tail says, I'm more interested in box office uh, battle between Mario and Sonic. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure when the, uh, let's see, Super Mario Brothers is slated to be released April 7th of 2023. So April 7th of 2023, whereas Sonic... The Hedgehog 3 is not expected until 2024. So, they're, they're, okay, so they, they will not be battling each other, all right? They will not be battling each other, at least head on. Um, it will be interesting, though, to see the... I do think that there's a good chance for for this movie, for Mario Brothers, to make more in its first movie than the first Sonic film. First Sonic film made, what, $300-plus million worldwide in 2020, you look at the second film, it made over $400 million in 2022, so you don't have the same excuse about COVID. So, yeah, the first uh, the first film featuring Mario, right? The, the first Mario Brothers film making, I think, 500 plus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I could see that winning out that first battle. Gary Badgers over to Worthington says, I think I was skipped, was talking about great horror out there for this October. Loving it. Nice. Yeah, that may have been because of the the time jump in the chat. Yeah, apology for that. Yeah, apparently Smile is, is doing very, very well. Bruce, I see you. Your average Patriot nerd. Thanks for being a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. Appreciate it. General Wingster Tag say, do you remember when The Last Jedi had good trailers? I remember. Yeah. Remember when Solo was projected to make a lot of money? And a lot of it was because of social media interaction. It's not a good metric. Let's see. Uh, your average picture nerd should be fun. Thoughts on Brie Larson? Yeah, you already asked that question, and I, and I skipped over it because <laughs> because you were asking you were asking a lot of questions in a row. Super says for the She Hulk, I don't think they cared about quality. Uh, content is content. If people talk about it, added bonus. They know they want her in the MCU, and a TV show is how you do that now. I do think, though, that it's either they are so oblivious to their own stupidity, they made that show, or they made it that bad on purpose because they knew they had to in order for anyone to talk about it. 70B, how dare you? Go watch Whiplash. It's, the ph- it's a phenomenal movie with Miles Teller. Uh, Hamill Graham Tad say, I just watched the Mario teaser and um what? At least Toad and Bowser were decent. Exactly. So I think all of the animation and all of the visuals are great. But yeah, some of those voices in there, I do think, are going to cause some people to take a second guess. Vixie Tail says, how much do you think this movie needs to make to give a green light for, let's say, a Zelda or Metroid movie? But that's the question. Would they try to green light a, a Zelda animated or a Zelda live action? If you had, like, Peter Jackson's production company and, like, a legitimate director as well to boot, tandeming, working together to do a live-action adaptation of Zelda, I think that film could be huge. Um, Now, if we're talking about other Nintendo film properties, what do I think? I think that this film needs to, of course, at least to break even. 
I think it needs to make it probably at least a hundred million in net profit. So that's the other question too. How much money is this film going to cost to make? My guess is somewhere in the $200 million range if I had to guess, but uh, we'll have to wait and see in disguise. I'm pretty sure after the flash Warner is going to reboot the DCU as it is a mess. Start over again, new storyline, young actors that can put under contract. But you see to me, if they reboot it and reset it, that's just going to make things even more confusing and, and just silly. You know, Hannibal Grimm uh, says, here's the thing. Superman versus Shazam versus Black Adam. Superman is kind of weak versus magic. Yeah. Forever sci-fi. Chadwick Boseman was a part of the draw. I don't think that uh, this has the same amount of repeat views without him. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the case. I think the question is going to be how much of the movie is going to be promoted in the right before its release. And also there's tar- there are targeted ads that always exists for any movie. There's going to be targeted ads for a specific audience in the United States for this movie. How much of that will rely upon them pushing this as some type of honoring of the legacy of Chadwick Boseman or, or some type of, um, you know, uh, some type of nod to that. Yeah, average page of nerd. I find saw Uncharted a bit ago, and it's another example of Hollywood screwing up a video game property. It wasn't horrible, but it could have been so much better. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty big letdown, um, but it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the worst it could have been. Uh, EJ Paladin, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, it is eight thirty, so we are going to wrap things up. Please stop tagging. Please, 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 please stop tagging. Um, again, it's it's the polite thing to do. Uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on? Teen Titans was excellent. Teen Titans Go is awful. Well, there you go. And Go was the movie that got the theatrical release. So, the average Patriot nerd, more interested in Nintendo World at Universal Orlando than Mario movie. I think Nintendo World is going to make a boatload more money than Mario the movie. <laughs> Brightburn, do you think if the public doesn't rally behind this Illumination Mario Brothers film, It'll kill the Mario franchise for another three decades, like Jeremy John said in his trailer review. I I don't, uh, because as I said, this is something else I said last night on Friday Night Tights. This is a new, this is a different medium. People who love Mario because of the games, etc., are not going to be the same people. Some of them might be, but this is this is a movie, all right. The people who love the Mario of the games as people have mentioned in the chat, would rather play the game than to actually go see a movie that they don't actually get to have a say in what the character does or play, etc. So it is a different medium already. And so if the movie fails, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact at all on, on Nintendo's bottom line. Because I think that any of the hardcore fans of the games are still going to be hardcore fans of the games. And I think a lot of them probably won't end up even seeing the movie, to be honest. I heard from an expert that Mario is supposed to be headed for a billion, uh, a billion dollar gross. Um, they might be an expert in Nintendo. They are not an expert when it comes to the box office and and reality and expectations uh, in this specific case. And so your so-called expert on this specific instance is wrong, is uh, is wrong. And as I said on Friday Night Tights, I will gladly eat crow if if it does. The only way for me though that there's a chance of it possibly doing a billion is if it's somehow amazing. And I'm not getting those vibes. I'm getting vibes that it might be decent. It, it, it might be decent. But I'm not getting other any other vibes than that. 
John Wingster, the new Mario movie reminds me of the new Scooby-Doo movie. They recasted established voice actors with popular names, and it bombed hard. Yep. I, I think that... I don't think this movie... I don't think this film is going to bomb because it is a large property, but... Uh, how do you think Al Gadot, Snow White will do billion dollars? What? Oh, oh, I, I forgot. I forgot Gal Gadot was even in the movie. Yeah, I think I don't think it's gonna do well at all, to be honest. Yeah, Patriot nerd pulling my leg. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Gary Banjo. No one cares about Mario if he has pineapple on his pizza in the form of of Pratt. Ugh. How dare you! How dare you get the get those pineapple garbage out of my chat, you Patriot nerd? How dare you get out of here? All right. I am going to skip some comments, though, because we are at the end of the show. Some people have gotten a lot of questions in, so I will uh, highlight the ones who have mentioned. Let's see here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Fave sisters, I told you this two times already. Do not double, triple, quadruple post ever. You just asked a thousand times about the critical drinker, and I'm not going to respond to it. Critical drinker is awesome. You don't have to like him. But please, dude, do not double, triple, quadruple post. It's annoying. All right. Dragon Brick says, I'm liking Mario movie. Uh, I'm likening uh, Super Mario movie, Lego movie back in 2014. After research, Lego movie did not even make 500 million. So now I see Mario may not make a billion. Yeah. And I do think I, I mentioned that. I mentioned Lego movie last night. And of course, I got a lot of the blah, 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 blah. So I will give them maybe an extra 100 million. But yeah, Metroid and Zelda are a bit ba- are a bit dark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, if they did it well, that's the only that's the only way I would ever want to see it, General Wingster. That's why I understand you saying never. But if they did it well, if they had all their pieces set up, all of their dominoes set up, then CF Productions, bruh, bruh, this shows how little you are around these days. That is not the code word anymore. Get out of here. You betrayed me. You betrayed me. You're not good, you. Just a chicken. All right. And with that, we are at time. Thank you all very much for hanging out with me this evening. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking about this. And I again, we will have to, of course, wait and see. Uh, we just have one trailer. This film still has several months of, of promotions. Uh, also, several months of leaks to come out. There could very well be leaks that come out. Could very well be leaks that come out that end up showing us that, hey, there is reason to be concerned about the actual content of of the film itself. Um, Could even be things that come out that even bring uh, mega fans of Mario around to saying, yeah, maybe I spoke a bit too soon. But as far as the general premise of the trailer, trailer's good. I I think it's a good, solid starting trailer. It looks good, right? It's got a very good look to it. The characters actually look like the characters. The world looks like the world. Like every, I think that you're getting a lot of those those key elements there. But big elephant in the room, your Mario doesn't sound like Mario, and you have a a a dude who's always been a stoner, voicing a stoner, voicing Donkey Kong in this movie. I, I mean. Come on. I don't know how I missed that. I guess I just I didn't even pull up the cast list last night because if I did, maybe they would have heard me on that one. Maybe. Just maybe. But we'll have to wait and see. But 
Thank you all so very much. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart. A huge shout out to Tina and Steph, my Valkyrie. They are awesome and amazing. Give them some hearts. Give them some claps. Give them some love in the chat. Um, they're awesome. Go check out their channels as well. Check out Soup to Nuts. Um, they had another episode yesterday as well um, where it was uh, Tina and a good friend of hers who were on on the show. So go give them some love. Go give them some support. Anyway, thank you all so very much for being in the chat and for, yeah, for just being the awesome Asgardian community that you you all are. Seriously, it's 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 always great to to be here. It's always great to to have these conversations with all of you. And uh, and yeah, if you've been a winner of any of the giveaways on the Discord for those Keeper of the Bifrost level and above members from Patreon subscribers and locals, I'll be sending all stuff out very very soon. Um, if you didn't know that there were giveaways and you're one of those persons, then go check out the exclusive Discord uh, channel to to see and uh, to see if there's still any that you can enter into or if you've won. Um, because I think there's one or two that maybe haven't claimed. So anyway, you guys are all seriously fantastic, amazing. Wherever you're, wherever, wherever you're watching, D Live, Odyssey, Rumble, after the fact, currently, who knows? But anyway, have a wonderful rest of your evening, everybody. A blessed rest of your weekend. Today is the feast of Saint Bridget of Sweden. So uh, again, blessed feast of Saint Bridget. And uh, hey, I'm gonna be off this coming week too. So. Might finally be able to get a, if not a Good Morning Asgard stream, maybe, just maybe, to get a video or live stream going on the OMP Report channel. I know I keep saying it, but now that I actually have a week off, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Most of that time is going to be on making rosaries as I'm trying to get my students' rosaries done um, during during this week, mostly. But you guys are great. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my locals, Patreon, and Subscribestar members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Patreon, Father Luca Illich, Garrett Searles, Joe Horn, Jaime Ari Heimason, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out over on YouTube at the channel with the same name, Rosetta Allen, who also has a YouTube channel called Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel by the same name. Thank y'all very much, my Patreon supporters. And also for my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, who you can check out over on Twitch at Matt317, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, Jrod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man, who you can check out over at xtheboundaries.co. And lastly, my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, For the Win, J.H. Schwalbach, and the great lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for your support. If you would like for your name to be shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, please make sure to check out the top link in the video description where you can sign up over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals. You get access to things not only like shoutouts, but also to giveaways of 4Ks and Blu-rays, an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger every single month, and also the Chosen of Valhalla live stream for my Chosen of Valhalla members, which we do once a month, and it is a lot of fun. So all of this and plenty of more content, check out those links in the link tree in that top comment down below. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. A blessed October to everyone out there. Blessed month of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And as always, God bless.